Welcome to the Life in the Stocks podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Matt Stocks. I'm the host, and the show features unedited, in-depth, candid conversations with a wide range of musicians, actors, comedians, and creatives. If you're not already, be sure to subscribe to Life in the Stocks on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and indeed all major podcast platforms. Be sure to give me a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well, at MattStocksDJ. That way you can keep up to date with all of my live Q&A dates, my DJ performances, and of course, who's coming up on the show as well. But without further ado, let's crack on with the show, shall we? Here we go. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I did a six-day spoken word Q&A with them, and that was just storytelling, an interview on stage, like what we're doing on Saturday, basically. That must be and quite interesting with Dirty Sanchez. I can't watch things like Dirty Sanchez and the other, the American one. Jackass, yeah. I can't do that. Because I remember, I think I saw one of the Jackass ones, and the guy, who's the main guy? Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville. We were staying in like a really downtrodden New York bed and breakfast, which actually turned out to be like a house and Johnny <laughs> Knoxville was downstairs and I thought god he's really handsome he is he a good looking bloke he's a he? very good looking bloke and then um I they said oh he's in this program called um Jackass and I was like oh I'll google it and I googled it and I was going like, what on earth I mean I thought I was mental you're watching scat or something like yeah, I was just like oh, why would you want to do that just you're yeah, all yeah. gonna die at some point and I think someone did die I don't one even of them did yeah yeah, so when it said that they were going to do a Welsh one called Dirt, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to watch it. I've never well, seen it. Well, there's one of the things they I'm do. Frightened. One of the things that Dan, who has just sat where you are now, did is he made a pube pizza. Please, please stop it now. <laughs> and well, it. obviously it wasn't mine because I don't have any. Well, <laughs> completely they basically sent themselves on oh a week-long God. challenge and whoever came back with the least amount of pubic hair had to put all of the pubic hair on a pizza and eat it. And Dan had the least and he had to eat it. 
like that's probably the most rancid thing. That is disgusting. They did. That is really, really. But bad. they're um, they're reformed characters now. So one of them, Pritchard, is a tri- triathlete. Okay. <laughs> Not quite that reformed, but he's a triathlete. He does no. Ironman challenges. He's a vegan. Really? He's got his own YouTube cooking channel. And he's big into health. He's big into kind of, you know, conscious, sustainable living. And he's sort of really turned his life around. So it's quite an inspirational success story, I think, after the, the carnage and the destruction and the fallouts and all of that. They've sort of grown and matured. And, and Dan's just had a little girl. She's three. So he's sort of a father now. And he's behind he's the camera. He's sort of a father. He's he sort of a father. father. <laughs> he's literally a father. Okay. And he's, uh, he seems really happy. He had a heart attack a while back. And that, I think, refocused his... Attention. Oh, that is and... going to do that. Yeah. Blimey. Gosh, isn't it funny how they like go completely crazy and then go. I think I've gone the opposite one. No, actually, I was trying to think about this the other day. And my daughter was like, Mum, when are you going to grow up? And I was like, mm. How old is your daughter, girl? She's going to be 16. This 16. Year. Wow. It's much taller than me, obviously, right. which is not hard. And um, yeah, very clever, very bright, very funny. Um, so, so far, touch wood, no problems and no back chat and no, we're going to go and hang out in, in a Brighton tomorrow night. And Love yeah, it. Yeah, we're good friends. So I don't know how long that's going to last for. So I'm clinging to every single minute of it. Well, you'd Love think it. that perhaps she'd have already been through the rebellious, troublesome yeah, period that, if she was going to go through well, that, Well, I right? thought so. They always said to or me, is like, she a late bloomer? Well, I don't know, but they always said like the, the, the terrible twos never happened. Do you have children? I don't know. Terrible twos never happened. Then they said, oh, turn 13, 14, nightmare, never happened. Come out for 16, they were like, oh, nightmare. These are my friends, never happened. So I don't know. The only thing I did say to her the other day was she had a little pair of hot pants on because it was really sunny and, you know, she's tall and, you know. You're she's not going out dressed like that, are you? The typical well, no, I said, I said, they're kind of short, mum. And she's like, uh, excuse me, did you actually have clothes in the 90s? And I was like, oh, she's got you there. She's And got I was like, there. yeah, I actually don't have a leg to stand on. I was naked for most of the 90s. So yeah. I was on like, the Houses of Parliament, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, you, you've got me on that one, honey. I really have got not a leg to stand on there. So she's like, yeah, at least I'm dressed. Were the 90s a beautiful time for you, Gail? Were they you were like um, the best sort of time in ever. The, the eye of the storm of Britpop and... It seemed like there was a real renaissance in music and pop culture. And it's almost like the 60s again happened, I feel, on a youth culture level. There was great bands. There was a sense of, with new labor, that things were going to get better. And it all just and seemed like And I think like D-Ream a... actually sang that song, didn't they? They did, didn't they? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I remember. I, don't, I can't sing it because I can't sing. But yeah, I remember that song. But yeah, no, I, I was whack bang in the middle of the whole thing because that was the time where... Um, we were, oh, I was doing the sort of lads mags. I was doing Top of the Pops. I was on The Big Breakfast. All the staples. All the fun yeah. things. So it was never like you were working and you never slept. And my flat was whack bang in the middle of Soho. Which was, would have been the place to be. Which is I would just fall out of bed and go and do something at Virgin Radio and then fall into, you know. We'd oh, did to, you do radio I as did, well? Yeah, right, I did right, radio, right. which was round the corner. And then I did a music show and a film show, which was round the corner. So I literally would get up and fall to work and then sometimes fall back at home, depending on what time it was or what day it was. And but yeah, we all seem to just keep going. You know, Chris Evans was doing Virgin when I was doing Virgin. Yeah. Then we'd fall to TFI in the afternoon. Then it'd be back to doing Top of the Pops in the evening. Then it would be going back to big breakfast in the morning. So wow. there was kind of like no sleep. So assumedly, because you're so busy, you would have obviously gone to parties, but assumedly you weren't fully living it. I didn't really go to you parties, were so busy actually. And... I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't go to... Everyone always puts certain girls from the 90s as, as party girls. Yeah, yeah. But 
In reality, and some I obviously wasn't, definitely were. Yeah, some yeah. were, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in reality, I, I was kind of going from one job to another job to another job and then going back to my flat, having a couple of hours sleep and then back up again. Because we had to get up at, what, two o'clock in the morning to do the big breakfast? Is that what time it was? I used to do a breakfast show and I'd get up at five. I thought that was early. Did Two's you? Two's the night. That's the middle of the night. It's the middle of because you need to get there. And I was staying with my ex who lived in Essex. And um, so I had to get up at two to get the car in. And then also you have to rehearse the whole thing. And then you're live at seven. Yeah. So, yeah. And you, it's not like you're doing a radio show where you can just get in and talk. You actually have to go through different rooms and then zig and zag. You have to deal with them. Zig and zag. And then they go, Gail, you're going to be DJing with Carl Cox in the men's toilets. And you, do you know what? In the 90s, you just go, right, fine. That's okay. You don't even think don't about it. Don't question anything. Yeah. Don't question yeah. any of it. And then suddenly you just, you sort of leave at nine o'clock in the morning. That's your job finished. And you think, what just happened? Yeah. Did that that's really the weird thing happen? about a breakfast gig, isn't it? Yeah. I used to finish well, at well, 10. Where did you, you do? I did a station in London that's now defunct. It's called Team Rock Radio. And it was like team a rock, rock. Team rock. Oh, not I team. Said team. Yeah, yeah, that'd I was be like, dodgy. get you with a youth <laughs> in it with an F. Yeah. No, team rock. And I'd finish at 10 and I'd be like, ah, oh. you know, you're on a high because you're going on adrenaline. Yeah, of course. And you're like, it's 10 a.m. and I finished based? work. It was in um, the Blue Fin building, which is in Southwark, just by oh, the yeah, Tate Modern. Right, oh, right by okay, that. Right yeah. by oh, that. it's nice down there. Yeah, really nice. Ah, well, that must have been fun. It was a good time. It was only a year. I'd done an evening show before that, so it was a nice change because the evening show is the opposite end. You finish work at 10 p.m. Yeah. And you're on that same adrenaline buzz, and the last thing you want to do is go home and go to bed, so you end up going out to parties, to gigs. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you're sort of waking up at midday the next day, and you're missing the whole morning. Yeah. It's the total other end of the spectrum. But you were doing all of it. You were doing morning, evening, afternoon. Yeah, we were... And we were, I was young, yeah. you know, and you just, like you say, it's, it's adrenaline. And I'd try and fit the gym in at some point. But there would be times that you'd be chatting to someone over lunch, which is actually really dinner for you. And because you've missed breakfast, you know, everything was wrong because yeah. you didn't know what time it was. And then I would actually fall asleep at the table and they're going, right, she's gone again. And <laughs> then you wake up going, I forgot, is what's happening next? I've got no idea. Oh, the camera's on. Yeah, yeah. keep smiling, keep smiling. Oh, my gosh. So, no, it was a brilliant time. And I was single and living in a flat in Soho. So, I mean, what was not to love about it? I, yeah. I was just, you know, I, I just did whatever I wanted and had great fun. And they actually paid you in those days as well, which was quite yeah, nice. Yeah, good money They don't really well, do that anymore. No, I worked for free for 10 months at Kerrang Radio before I got did offered you? a payroll. Full time for 10 months. Oh but that's God. what you kind of, you had to do that then. I mean, I assume you did some interning. To begin oh with. yeah, yeah. I did um, a good couple of years of yep. getting paid absolutely nothing and sleeping yep. on sofas and, and learning um, everything from the ground up. And I, I did actually apply for a job to... at Kerrang and they wouldn't have me. Did you really? Mm. Well, they're lost, Gail. I know exactly. <laughs> I wanted to be on that Kerrang radio, and um, they were just having. None I just of it. spoke to my old colleague and dear friend Kate Lawler. I don't yes, know if you I know saw Kate. that. Not that I googled you, and I'm not stalking you. But right, I right, did. right. I've never met Kate. No, she's lovely. She's she lovely. looks very yeah. nice. She's, um, she's she's on Kerrang, isn't she? She was on Kerrang. She's now on Virgin, actually. Oh, she, she was doing, is she, she did do drive time. She, she uh, lives in, I was just at a flat a week ago, so I should remember, somewhere in northeast, kind oh. of Stoke Newington y. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh. But yeah, she's good. <laughs> I mean, she came from a, well, obviously, big brother. So she came from that reality TV world. And I think she had a hard time at first with a lot of the rock audience who were tuning into Koran, kind of going, because You're not credible, yeah, who yeah. are you? And But she won them over with her personality because she's just one of those people, I think, like yourself. 
some radio DJs, you'll see the minute the mic goes up, well, we're here and we're live. Isn't that frightening? And it's an act I get really scared. I'm yeah, not, you think, I'm, I was just talking to you a minute ago yeah, and you weren't like I'm that. I'm not mentioning anybody, but I did a show not that <laughs> long ago. I'll tell you after, yeah, yeah, afterwards. But um, I did this show and then suddenly it just went from kind of, oh, yeah, so how are you doing, Gail, blah, 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 to suddenly, so we're here yeah. on. And you're like, so, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> it's mad. It's, it's a bit like schizophrenia radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's fake, I think, as well. And I think the reason people like Kate and yourself continue to have broadcasting careers is because you're just yourself. Right, and it's there's a no likeable point. Do you know what? I'm so old now that I can't even think about even... You know, obviously, you see I've done Pandering my hair. I haven't done, my, or, I know, you I haven't done anything. I could have made an she effort. She did walk here, so I've she got, did make the effort. Two I've got dungarees walk. on. I look like a, my daughter even said to me, she's like, are you dressing like a 16-year-old today? And I went, yeah. It's, and it's a creative whatever, look. It's a creative whatever. look. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm not bothered. I really don't care, and I don't really care what people think of me anymore. I don't think I really did care, to be honest with you, because I was too running around and you know when you don't I'd never read anything about myself or well the internet I guess wasn't what it was now yeah, either when I've you were doing it as well so I've never googled anything because I think I'd probably go crazy and I don't understand how people want to google themselves I just google you yeah well, that's okay that's it yeah. I'll allow that I've seen you in your underwear I know where you live I'm actually on YouTube going around <laughs> Birmingham in my underpants for a stunt for Kerrang we so, had to do there's a charity we did work with called Cash for Kids and we had to everybody had to individually face their own fear and so one person what did was a, your fear pants well my fear which isn't my fear i basically cheated the system i said my fear is public nudity because i actually quite like oh see i would have said that being you an and exhibitionist. Could have been nude together so i known me. said i'll walk around birmingham city center at peak lunchtime hour in my underpants thinking they'll believe me that i say i'm terrified of that and they did so sure enough i just did an hour in town in my pants singing around loved it and nice. that was me challenge done are and you up in Birmingham or are you here? I'm in Birmingham, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, well, my yeah. friend's got a really nice restaurant that's just opened up in Selfridges, Roller Waller. Okay, Roller, you I'll must go, go in and in. check it out. Yeah. Guy or girlfriend and who's the It's a, proprietor? a guy friend. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll give you names and all the rest of it Fantastic. afterwards. I met them on a holiday and it was, uh, yeah, lovely couple. So you must go in. It's really will, nice. Yeah. It's like sort of like picky food, you know? Yeah, Selfridges has this whole food court area. It's yeah. got everything and it's got like this really cool, I don't know whether you're a drinker, but it's got a really cool booze section where you can get custom made bottles with messages and so i often get my dad christmas presents from there like a oh, nice bottle of nice. gin with a nice tailored bottle for him and that's a good idea that's a good there's spot. a great place down in soho called jerry's right Have you, i don't know do you know Soho? i know well? soho but i don't know jerry's jerry's is like on the corner and i think it's been there forever and ever and it's like one of those wine shops but it's got everything things that should probably be illegal in uh-huh, it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they've got things like like bottles made out into like guns and uh, you know grenades and uh-huh. love it and you're sporting a great frog ring there, which yes. is, they're going through renovation, aren't they, currently? So they're in a yes. building, but it's so old that it needs some repair work done. Well, they've so they just have moved, they're just off Carnaby Street now, because they were just up a wee lane, and now they're in, not Earlham Street, can't remember the name of it, but I just popped in on the way. Did I you? Bought, I bought this, because um, I did Big Brother, but I know that Kate did, like, one of the first ones. She did one of the normal ones, yeah, it was just season, normal. season well, you did Celebrity <laughs> Big Brother, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So she was season three, she was the first girl to win it. Oh, was she? Yeah, and she was in the year Jay Goody was in oh, there. right, okay. And so that was the Shilper Shetty and all that malarkey. Yeah. It was like, oh, right, okay. What was your experience of that like? Well, and who was in with you on your year? There was, I had Fat Man Scoop. Amazing. That was really funny, actually. I We had this one trial, because I don't sleep very well. And when you're in a house full of strangers, and I was sharing a bed with um, Natasha Hamilton from Atomic Kitten, because... When we got into the house, everyone just ran for the bedrooms and went, oh, that's mine, that's mine, yeah. that's mine. Yeah, dibs, 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 dibs. <laughs> and all the blokes obviously went for the double beds to have on their own. Yeah, selfish. Greedy Typical gets. lads. 
And then I just sort of like, I was like the, the chilled out pussy cat at the back going, yeah. do you know what? I don't give a shit. You know, I've, I've been through lots worse than this, so I can, I'll just take whatever happens. So Natasha said, well, we can just like share this bed. I don't move. And I said, well, I don't sleep. So, you know, there we go. So, um, but yeah, Fat Man Scoop, we had this one trial and they said, whenever they play, put your hands up. What's the song? What's it call it? I don't even put know. Is it called it? Is it that one? Is that one where he goes, uh, it's right there on the you tip of the my tongue. You know the one that he did, and it was like a, a remix one, and it was yeah. he did it with Mary G. Blige uh-huh. or something or something like that. So they play it at any point. It could be, well, we didn't really know what time it was because it took it's the not, clock. Put your hands up, make noise. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one. You know the one. Yeah, <laughs> oh put your gosh. hands up, yeah. make noise. So what was happening was they put it on, and we all had to get onto this dance platform in the garden, whatever time it was, like midnight, three o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning. For me, that was just like the best challenge ever because I was so bored and I was awake 24-7. I went to bed in my shorts and my trainers. I was like, I am ready for this. (laughs) I'd be be there going, (laughs) and everybody else is like coming out going, oh my gosh. (laughs) My time to shine. Yeah, check me out, the 90s kid. (laughs) So um, yeah, but um, it was not the nicest experience I've ever had. But um, I mean, because of the mix of personalities or just the actual experience of being just I think the whole thing up. of being I mean it's tiny 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 you know unless when you, I walk, are you someone who likes your own privacy and space yeah and so suddenly you're locked you, in a room not got any of that <laughs> and suddenly you're locked in a room with a bunch of um, people that some you got on with and some you didn't get on with and um, it was America versus um, the UK okay so there was um an American girl, and I've forgotten her name, and she was kind of like a porn star, and she was in a program called I'm a Mum and I'm 16 or something like that. Classic. And I've forgotten what her name is. But she was very, very well known when we did it because she was really horrible to everybody. Like, picked on me, picked on everybody. And it was just really hard because you can't go away. Yeah. So I just cleaned, like, nonstop. I cleaned everything. I made cups of tea for everybody. Every time they're all shouting, I was like, distracted cup of busy. tea, cup of tea. Because they were screaming 24-7. Just like, they'd argue about everything. I imagine it's kind of like being at nursery and everyone's a toddler screaming for attention, right? Yeah. Trying to scream the loudest to get the most attention. Yeah, yeah. they just got louder and louder and louder. And I can't deal with, like, unless you're going to put me in a crazy 90s rave, I don't want to hear people screaming. It's like a Jeremy Kyle sort of situation. Why do people have to do that? Can they not just talk? Yeah. Don't understand it. But my favourite thing was I'd get up, I'd get up in the middle of the night and I used to whisper into my microphone and go, my brother, please, I'm begging you, let me out of the bedroom. Red leader, yeah. this is Blue Squirrel. Yeah, exactly. It was a bit like that. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anyone. Because we're, we get locked into the bedroom. Okay, so, so once you go to bed, the once, bedroom door Yeah, it's like mid, midnight So you can't even go to the kitchen. No, 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 nothing. So they go, everyone go into the bedroom and then suddenly... So it is like jail. It's like lockdown, yeah. So the big the, the shutters come down and the windows... And then you hear the door going... And that's it. And you're in the bedroom with blinking Bobby Davro and people from X Factor. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah, How did that, we end up here? It was that couple from X Factor, Chloe and Stevie. Stevie Ritchie and Chloe. My reality TV knowledge is poor. Yeah, that was tricky because they kept having... Did they really? Really? In the bedroom. Shameless. When we're all there. And the whole nation is watching. You just think, can you not just wait till you get home? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But again, they're doing that with their own agenda to Yeah, of course. Win, and I was just thinking, that's oh, what Kate was saying is everyone has their own little game plan. Yeah, of course. But she just went in and went, I'm just going to be me and enjoy the experience and whatever happens, happens. And, and she actually said, because they did the 
I don't, I'm not sure whether they have the same process with celebrities, but with the the norms, the civilians, um, they would have to be sort of screened and interviewed. And yeah. They have several stages to that process. And one of the questions was, what, why do you want to do this show? And apparently they said to Kate, everybody was sort of going, well, everyone else seems to be lacking something in their life who wants to be in this. You just seem normal and... So we're kind of a little bit suspicious, perhaps. Is that, yeah. Are you? They thought she was a journalist who'd been people? planted. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> and she said, "No, I just if I win, I can use the money to pay off my parents' mortgage, buy my own flat, and pay off my debt." Logical. She came off really well. Um, I always thought, you know what? She she seems a, a really nice person. But um, oh, we had we had um, Paul Burrell in as well. Wow. No. But anyway, uh, no, it was it was all really odd. Michael Madsen wasn't in there the year you were no, in there. No, he was wasn't. In. That would have been cool. That would have been quite cool, actually, him. because I think, you know, when you sort of, I've seen a few and I can't, I can't watch it now because I just, I, I keep getting flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, PTSD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, and I kept going into the big brother, bit, you know, the big room. The chair. The chair. And I'd buzz the thing and go, they go, Gail, can we help you? And I was like... Please make Would they say home. it with that tone of resignation in their voice? No, they'd be really, they'd be really quiet for ages and go, "Are you okay, Gil?" <laughs> and I was going, "No, basically, right? Could you give me an iPhone?" And they're going, "Well, you know, you can't have a phone. That's ridiculous. Could you give me a laptop?" They're like, well, "No, can I get a pen? A Kindle, Kindle, a Kindle, a book? <laughs> can I get a book? Can we get Scrabble? Can we just get anything? Because my brain is just frying here. Can I go home?" But. Um, I'd go in and just ask to be voted out every single day. <laughs> Nobody voted me out. I was oh, there no. till the last week. I was like, please make it stop. <laughs> I can't cope anymore. But no, I mean, it, it was one of those experiences that you just think, well, you know, it, like, Kate, it helped me pay for rent because I was going through a really bad time at, at the time. And then I just got the phone call saying, would you do Big Brother? And I said, literally, I'd do anything at the moment because the 90s have gone. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, so Did you save during that period in the 90s? No, I got married. Are you crazy? So. Woohoo! I lost my mind. So, yeah, no. Um, well, the thing is, we kind of, everybody thought it was loads of money, but you sort of get enough to live in the flats and where you were going. Yeah. So, and, and then I had a, my daughter and got married and then I got divorced. So, you know, all these things are not cheap, which I should have thought about before I did all of them. Apart from the daughter, that's the great thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, so, you know, I did okay, had a house, but yeah, getting divorced is not easy. Are you married? No, I broke up with my girlfriend, well, a long time ago now, eight months ago. It still feels very fresh. Oh, no. We were together three sad? years. Yeah, I feel sad every day. I sort of think about her and miss her every day. It's a weird. Seriously? It's a weird sea to navigate. I never thought I would be this hung up on someone for this long. But here we oh. are. And I, I can introduce you to some lovely people. Can you? Yeah, or I can get you a dog or something. Either or. Yeah, dog, cat. Bring them down on Saturday exactly, for our live, live exactly. event. Exactly. We could just hang out and just go to like... You match make me. Yeah, exactly. Like Don't girl. match make me because I can't afford to be matchmate <laughs> yeah. anymore. I really can't afford a boyfriend. I'm quite happy with a cat. How long have you been single? Um, well, I'm kind of like, well, I was on, off, on, off, on, off. But yeah, I'm just quite happy being yeah. on my own. And I'm, unless I go into some sort of bold fetish website where men want bold women, I don't think I'm kind of very attractive to many people. So I just kind of... Just, Is that how you feel? Yeah, of course. Come on. How many bold women do you know? In fact, oh my gosh. Do you know what I asked? I got asked when I was working in New York. This girl came up. She's like, oh my God, I love you. And I was like, oh God, she thinks I'm somebody else because I'm in New York. Nobody knows me here. She's like, could you please sign this for me? I, I know thinking, where the story's going. You know, she thought it was Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. And I didn't know how to spell Sinead. 
<laughs> but you went along with her yeah yeah scenario. I totally did yeah, right. and then she asked me to sing she asked me to sing nothing compares to you and I was like oh I'm really bad at I so I just did what a did big it. massive no. she's like well she's no. really gone downhill her voice is shot <laughs> so I did this like big S you know like when you see people doing really famous like yeah. autographs that actually don't mean anything uh-huh. so you, they go well, it's for time my, isn't it so they have to Michael sign 200 they just do a squiggle just, you go, no, that's not it's just an M yeah could be anyone. Not even a J. There's not even a J there's on not, that. There's not nothing there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just did a massive S and and, I, and and O. I got the O in. And then I walked away really the, quickly because I was mortified. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, what a nice thing to do to play along. <laughs> yeah. So some poor woman's probably got it framed somewhere. <laughs> I hope you're not that. listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> no, she won't be. She's in New York. So that's all great. She was she was American. It's all good. <laughs> well, and, and, and I say unfortunately. It's funny because my, my sponsorship deal for the show, the way I try and make money off it, is um, I have sponsors and I read out at the start of the show and in the middle a little bit about the sponsor. And it's only UK-based sponsors at the moment who are on board of the show, but half my listeners are in the States. Are they? But for all those listens, I don't get any return at this no. stage. So I've got to get an international sponsor is what I need. Okay, shall we, shall we come up with a plan? Get, get on that as well. You can get Let's me a girlfriend, a dog, I'm going to get your girlfriend, a dog, a sponsor. <laughs> I'm going to come and hang out in Birmingham. I love Birmingham. Oh, and a, yeah, a nice little restaurant hookup I have not been there for ages. Yeah, you've got Rolla Walla. Which is in Selfridges, and um, yeah, and I've not been there for ages. We used to film the Gadget Show there. You were on that as well, of course, and you did um, How How TV, right? How to How to? Oh, yeah, I loved that. So you kind of dipped into every area of entertainment: music, film, naked, like everything. Breakfast. I did a bit of everything, a bit of everything. But How to was great fun. That was with Fred Dynage, remember? Yeah, real character. And Gaz Talk, but you weren't allowed to call him Gaz Talk because he was being sensible at the time or something so he'd gone from Gaz Talk was his kid's name yeah. and then he went into whatever his real name is to try and be credible yeah credible for the gadget crowd but I remember like first going on to the how to set and um, I was walking on and you have to walk you know it's all kind of like filmed as, as if it's live so you have to sit and learn all these scripts about uh-huh. science and all the rest of it and so you have to basically we know have to what, remember everything really there was no auto cues there was yeah, nothing yeah. like that so and so you had to do all these experiments and stuff it's like being a science teacher i quite enjoyed it um but anyway i remember the first time we all walked on and we had to go how and it was the first time i'd done the job and obviously the guys had done it for ages and i went how and i just burst out laughing i was like i'm really sorry <laughs> But this is just like, this is how I'm actually on how. How did that even happen? My God, do you know what? I used to work in B&Q. <laughs> was it all a series of haphazard sort of lucky random chain of events with your career? Oh God, absolutely. 100%. I had no plan whatsoever. I remember my career's um, guy coming in and saying, so what is it you want to do? And I said, well, Princess Leia. He's like, you Why can't not? be Princess Leia, and I, but yeah, you know, I eventually did get that bikini, and uh, so I kind of acted out Princess Leia at some point in my life. But I was like, I want to do that, or then maybe go to space. He's like, Gil, seriously, have you got any proper plans for your life? I was like, mm, no, none whatsoever. And then I just sort of fell into thing after thing. So I ended up babysitting, studying film at university, and then the babysitting led into me getting a kid's job on TV because the babysitter... Or who you know, right? It, it right place, was. right time. He was he was a TV director in Scotland and he said, oh, we're doing a kid's telly programme, brand new. It was called the Totally Interactive Game Show. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, and he said, would you audition for it? He said, my kids love you. Oh, kids, sorry. And I was like, well, yeah. I said, I'm not frightened of the camera because I've worked behind the scenes for so long that yeah. it didn't really mean... It's like the same with you with the microphone, you know, you get used to it. Some people get a bit... Yeah, yeah. It's funny when that happens because you just think we're just talking. 
No, exactly. But, but as soon as you breeze, see like headphones yeah. and you know, just out of the comfort zone, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So um, yeah, I said, well, I, I yeah, I and suppose you had nothing I could to lose. Do. Well, exactly. I was working in a bar. I was um, ru- I was running during the day, not running as in like move far up. TV but, um, production. Running. I was TV yeah. production running, so I was just making TV, uh, make, making teas, coffees, picking up people's dry cleaning. Yeah, yeah. Washing floors, cleaning railings with a toothbrush. That happened once. Uh, yeah, I got all the best jobs. <laughs> was and that not your choice of tool, or was that enforced? I think that was yeah, it. Was definitely enforced, right. and that was. Um, I got bullied quite a bit by older people at work. But anyway, that's those things happen. You kind of expect it. But yeah, so he said, oh, do you want to turn up? So I went to, because um, I'm from Edinburgh originally, I went to Glasgow for this audition and there was just hundreds and hundreds of boys and girls in multicoloured clothes, you know, like you see on the children's telly, fluorescent yellows. And, like Timmy Mallet. Yeah, <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah. like that. And I turn up in a pair of jeans and a T-shirt, and I think it had some sort of really bad slogan on it, like, if you mother ever. No, I didn't. <laughs> but, but, you know, it was something yeah, yeah, inappropriate. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is, this is just going to be really shocking. And then when I got to the actual audition bit, because I had to queue outside for ages, and I was like, I was on my phone to on the phone to my nan just going oh, this is a terrible idea and my grand's going well you're there now just go for it just you go for it so then eventually I got in there and they went so obviously you've got the script and you've got everything and I was like no I didn't know I had to no no one sent me anything they went I'm going to freestyle this yeah they just went well you're going to have to wing it then or you can go and I was like well I'll just wing it and then I went back to the bar for my nan, said that was, I was really shit and I'm not going to get the job and went back to work in the bar, which was up the bridges in Edinburgh. And then uh, I got a phone call about three weeks later saying you got the job, <laughs> jacking everything and you you're signed you up for like six months as a kids TV presenter. What? Wow. <laughs> yeah. From bars I to being I guess because if you don't have any formal training... You're not a natural, like we were talking earlier about people who put on a certain voice, affect a certain personality or style. If you've never gone to, say, acting school or you've never come through commercial radio or any of that, you're just you, then you just, that's all you know, isn't it? that's what works. So you just float on in. Because so many people got in contact with me afterwards, like young kids and and saying, you know, where should I go and train? How do you train to be a presenter? I mean, you're a presenter. You just chat. You just do it, don't you? We just chat. And I think if you go and... Obviously, if you're doing acting or something, that's a different a kettle of fish. Uh, but yeah, but to, to be a presenter, you just have to kind of be, likeable. be yourself. That's kind of it, isn't and it? Be yourself. And, or and even unlikable, but that's, you know, there's still a, a draw there. No, exactly. Like a Pierce just Morgan a, type. Just exactly, have a right? personality. <laughs> some sort of personality. Yeah, yeah. Good but or think, bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the more that you force it, people know that you're forcing it and it's uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. There's certain things I cannot watch on television, which I'll tell you about later, but I have to switch off and I'm just like, please make this stop. So that hence the reason I kind of live for Netflix and movies. You mentioned raving earlier, Gal. <laughs> Did you experience and enjoy the Hacienda in its heyday? I was there. I've had Sean Ryder on the show and I've had Bez on the show and my dad's side of the family are all from Manchester and my cousin basically grew up in the Hacienda and uh, I just missed it. I'm 32, so I was that little bit oh, too you're young. you're a baby. Yeah. I'm but 47. Put us in the picture. Uh, well, the glory days. The glory days, yeah. Well, what happened was, oh God, which part? I don't even remember. I remember <laughs> being invited to a party and I was in, in London at the time at university, so whatever Rob's supposed to be doing, I wasn't entirely sure. And then I got invited to a party and it was... 
um, there was a, a bunch of guys called this, well, guys and girls called Spiral Tribe. Did you ever hear about them? No. They were like um, squatters. Okay. So it used to come like on the news. Like a party crew. Yeah. So you didn't know where you were going. You didn't know what was happening, but you knew there was a party somewhere and it was usually in someone's very expensive house. <laughs> they had been squatted in. So we were just constantly surrounded by police and all the rest of it. Then I got a phone call from somebody saying um, there's an eight, 808 state party up in Manchester. Mm-hmm. Do you remember them? Very well. Them. Yeah. So I ended up going up there and I was supposed to go for a weekend. And then four weeks later, I got a phone call from my tutor saying, if you don't come back, we're going to fail you. Because oh, you'd just gone fully MIA. <laughs> I just went fully. I, was, I don't even know where I was staying in Manchester. I don't even know what happened. I was just sleeping on sofas and I was at the Hacienda every other night and we were going to just... You take an ecstasy? I could not possibly ever say that. No. <laughs> of course I've done the whole shebang yeah I've done the whole lot for goodness sake but um, yeah you know I, I think I've been pretty honest about that in fact I've written a whole chapter in my new book about it so yeah I did the whole not the most sensible thing I've ever done in my life but I had you know well it was the second summer of love I think by all accounts yeah, wasn't yeah, it it I was like first... that San Franciscan 60s hippie uh, wave yeah. but in an urban Rave culture scene. I think it was one of those things where you go, I'm never ever going to take drugs. And then I was at a Happy Monday gig and someone did, oh, do you want that? And I was like, oh, I don't even know what it was. It was at a Monday's gig as well. I think it was a Monday's party thing. I think they were playing at a rave somewhere with Enjoy and goodness knows, I can't really remember, obviously. But uh, yeah, it went to the Hacienda thing and did the squatting thing, did the sleeping on floors things. I think I remember my dad phoning at some point. He managed to get a hold of me going, I'm going to take you home and lock you in a basement. Because he's like, out of his mind with worry. But he was so worried. Yeah. He just thought, you know what, I, I don't know what to do with her. I'll just lock her up. Sounds really odd. But maybe that's just a Scottish thing. But he didn't find me. <laughs> and I eventually went back to university. And because um, uh, I was doing a film, they said, so have you done your final project? All I'd done was film, <laughs> film all the raves I'd been at, edited it all together, and I came up with a great rave film. Because I was like, oh my God, I'm actually Well, you were there. Film. You were right there. Yeah, Have you yeah. still got that? Um, I've got it on VHS. Yeah. Do you remember VHS? You should digitise that and get it online. I know. It's just a mess. It's a total mess. And it's just people just... A beautiful mess, though, It right? is a beautiful mess, yeah. So then I thought, maybe I should grow up a little bit. And I never did. Yeah, and here we still are. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, top of the pops, if we can jump from the Hacienda rave scene to yeah. hosting that show, have you got any particular standout favourite memories of, I guess, oh, superstars what? that you would have been encountering on a daily basis, just right? every week. I, it, was, it was just the hap- happiest time of my life, doing the big breakfast, doing everything like that. I mean, the whole rave scene, that was, what, I was, what, nineteen twenty. So, you know, drugs, everything like that, out the window by that time. Yeah. So you just enjoy, like... It was kind of champagne-y time. Yeah, yeah, of course. Champagne and cocaine. No, it's no, not that. Just champagne for me. That was fine. Because we were working so hard that you just couldn't be up all the time. Well, you were up anyway. But no, no, it was just champagne. And um, now it's cava. Yeah, yeah. The budgets have (laughs) Yeah, the budgets have gone way down. So no, no, no. I gave up all that kind of like party kind of drugs when I was about 20. But yeah, so by the time you got to Top of the Pops, you'd maybe have a glass of wine in the evening. I just, every single Thursday... That you went because it came out on a Friday, but we'd film it on the Thursday. Pre-record, yeah. And I had a box to stand on because I'm so short, right? And all the kids were taller than me, so you know when you go, it's still number one, it's top of the box. And I was on this massive box that said Gail's box on it, <laughs> and all these little ones were like, going, "Oh my gosh, you're really short." I was like, "Yeah, right." But no, I mean, we had every when I was there, Prince came in. Did you have any 
conversation no. with there were certain artist. people that came in that you couldn't ever see because they were flanked yeah and, and also he was one of those, right? you might have watched them perform when you were watching the telly box but you you know there was nobody in the studio they'd do their own thing like mariah carey and, and lights and puppies and whatever and um i think she did ask for loads of stuff like a room to be painted white and candles and then she just stayed in our big truck outside didn't even go in there didn't yeah. even Classic. go in there yeah yeah to, you know but it was all very exciting but you never got to see anyone so we were kind of like put into our dressing rooms and the big artists would come in do their thing leave and then it looked like i was going and there's mariah carey and you weren't you were never there so it's all um, in the edit right yeah, exactly, exactly. So did you have any moments with anyone who was on the show that you had, like, you know, nice exchanges with or memorable um, nights out, perhaps with after the shows? or I had a couple of nights out with Texas just because they are a good Scottish band yeah, and yeah, they yeah. like a night out. So they were always good fun. And um, what were the guys from New York? And I've forgotten the song that's going to come back to me. Uh, smokers, big, big smokers. Fun Living Criminals. Well, no, I had a night out with them. That was quite funny, but that's another one. But no, there was the, like... Um, like hip-hop band or rock yeah, band? Yeah, it's or? Cypress Hill. Cy- oh, yeah, Be Real's been on the show. Yeah, yeah how lo- cool is lovely he? Lovely man. He is the essence of Is he the, fr- cool. he's the, the, the front he's guy? He's the front guy, yeah, who has that local crazy voice yeah, like that. Because he I... is King Blunt. Yeah, my gosh. Because I remember going into their dressing room and I was like, oh, my gosh. It was like walking into a wall of smoke. I was like, wow, this is the BBC. <laughs> yeah, they don't like, give a fuck hey. about that. Um, yeah, no, they were really good fun. And the, the, the front guy got, was like, oh, you're you're cute. And I was like, oh, thanks very much. Then I got a phone call about three hours later going, hey, what you do? And I was like, what? Seriously, how did you get my number? He's like, hey, I just got it. I know people, yeah. And, uh, Be yeah. real, love it. So I went to one of their gigs, but that was quite fun. But yeah, there was sometimes people would come on and be a bit rude just kind of a little bit above themselves yeah yeah like a spicy type people yeah maybe girls not all of them <laughs> you know there's a couple that were a little bit kind of it's yeah. funny how fame affects people isn't it i mean some people are just mean-spirited anyway yeah but some people can actually be really nice down-to-earth humble people and then that fame bug bites them and they yeah. change and, and you like, must have seen that with a few people over the years. Yeah, like, well, do you know what? I've, are you I've, the same person? Who is this? Yeah, I've I've met the nicest people who are superstars. Uber, yep. yeah, Uber superstars, and you just think, wow, you're extremely cool. Someone and like then, an Elton John or something like that. You imagine he's just. I don't think I've met Elton John. I haven't either, but I've just sort of from from what I gather, right, from the way he conducts himself, he just seems. And people like you know Mick Jagger and mm. cool people. Yeah, but then you've got other people that are not really that famous, but who have got an entourage of thousands, and you yeah. just half of them have gone now. And you just think, well, where did you go? I think one of the worst things I ever did at Top of the Pops was this young band. You know, there was all these bands that sort of come the one hit wonders, mm-hmm. very poppy. They were very excited to be in Top of the Pops, and I'd never fluffed a line. I was always quite proud of it. Like, I've got it all in my head. For whatever reason, these kids have got to number one, don't know who they were. And I was sort of running around, running around. Everybody, I think we'd had Travis. We had a a whole nice bunch of people. And then these little kids were all dressed up in their little frilly things. And and it got us like, well, that was da-da-da. This is Top of the Pops. I'm Gil Porter. And uh, this is number one. And I have got no idea who you are. I am so sorry. (laughs) And we had to do it again. And these kids just had this deflated look as if to go, she's forgotten us. I am so sorry. I don't know what happened. I just forgot. It does happen though, doesn't it? 
My daughter's favourite because she Googles me now sometimes. Does she? Yeah. So um, <laughs> it was one day after school. She's like, Mum, uh, can I say something to you? And I was like, what is it? What have you found now? What have you unearthed? And she's going, hello, I'm Gail Porter. This is Do-. She does my accent really badly because she's really, really English. She's like, uh, hello, I'm Gail Porter and this is Top of the Pops. Please welcome our great friends, Binary Finery. <laughs> she's like, mum, were they your great friends? I was like, no, it must have been on the script. I don't even know who they are. It was some sort of rave band. She's like, go and say it again, Binary Finery. <laughs> I was like, wow, gosh, you've like trailed through the back catalogues. Wow, where did you find that? And uncovered the real gems. <laughs> Can I ask you this, girl? Did you no. used to date Keith Flint from The Prodigy? Yeah. Did that happen? Mm-hmm. How was that experience? That was lovely. Yeah? Mm. He, for me, always, always seemed like a John Lydon of the 90s. He had that kind of punk spirit. Keith is uh, one of the nicest people ever. And uh, yeah, we had a great, great fun. Love it. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I want to ask you about this as well. It's a bit of a kind of crass, heavy-handed segue. Okay. Um, but I discuss and deal with mental health a lot on this okay. show. Okay, well, that's um, fine. And it's a topic that's very close to my heart. My mum's a lifelong manic depressive sufferer. Oh, I'm sorry. And so I am very aware of the, you know, the damage and the devastation that mm. severe mental health problems cause. Yeah. Um, I wanted to kind of hear your story of, first of all, how the illness surfaced and when you became first aware of it. Um, Are you okay to go down? Oh, God, absolutely. Yeah? I, I could talk about it all the time. I, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. I'd rather talk about it because then it can help other people. That's my thinking. Yeah. Um, no, I think, like, from when I was young, I was always a little bit off the wall and I'd be up and down and up and down and I'd overeat, I'd undereat. You know, I'd always had a kind of addictive personality. And then, um, yeah, I think the older I got it got more destructive in in the fact that I hated myself even more. And even though I was doing all the great things in the 90s, I go, oh, amazing, amazing, amazing. Because that's a manic high. You're yeah. having the best time. And then suddenly you get home and you're on your own. You're crushed. And you're crushed. You are. You're just like, I don't know what to do. And then the doctors put me on. Well, I stopped eating for quite a long time. 
And then the doctors put me on Prozac. My mum was on Prozac. Um, and then, yeah. It was, I think is it, it something for you that runs in the family as well? Well, I mean, I don't have my mum anymore, but um, I know that she had ups and downs. and We never talked about it. It wasn't her thing to talk about, you know. She was kind of... Of that generation, yes, yeah. Yes, that, that's her problem. Don't talk to me about it. Yeah. And it wasn't a problem to her. But, you know, you could see the ups and downs and all the rest of it. But, um, yeah, so they put me on Prozac. Oh, my gosh, I think I've been on every single drug that you could possibly give me. And none of them were working. And then um, when work started to dry up a bit and relationships weren't going well, I kind of started... Well, I'd done the starving myself thing. And then self-harming, I did that for quite a while. Which is quite odd because I did it quite late. I think I started self-harming about 25 or 26. Which is rare, isn't it? Yeah, because it's usually sort of like a teenage type thing. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, it's, it's not great, I was going to say, but at least I can talk to it, uh, talk about it. You know, I mentioned my daughter knows everything about me, which I think, you know, my ex and I were kind of, what do we say? And I, I said, well, in this day and age, she's going to read it yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Because there's been all sorts of things written, some untrue, some truths, but it's going to be there online so then um yeah i just decided to stop taking all medication which i wouldn't advise to everybody because everyone's different well my um my mum has been well now for seven or eight at least years maybe nine which is great um well done mum what's your mum name hillary hi hillary hillary and she's she's been well for a long time and i think that we're sort of through the worst of it and she would was that tricky for you though the whole time well it's all i know really what happened was i was i was about six or seven and we had a sis either sister we had another addition to the family and she died after about three weeks oh i'm so sorry um and so my mum had to obviously bury her and you can only imagine how devastating yeah, my mom had a loss as well when yeah a tiny coffin that size going into the ground and having because it wasn't a miscarriage or anything like the baby was born but yeah she was ill when she was born and then she yet yeah, only lasted three weeks or so and that i mean it, it's in my family and my great aunt has it so my mum's aunt and her grandma had it so it's always been there yeah. in the genes if you will but my mum was healthy and fine before that loss and yeah. then that triggered it and then after then from then 20 years on always around her cycles i guess because it was linked to yeah, yeah. birth and and that and she'd probably have two three sometimes four breakdowns a year every year bless her and it would always be when she stopped taking her medication and i don't really? i don't blame her for that because i think she'd always she'd miss the high that the breakdown the rush yeah. would, would give her because she'd be so upset and devastated about dealing with this loss and she knew if she, this is the way I look at it, and I need to talk to her about it properly, really. But I, I think that she would stop taking her medication because she needed some release or escape. Yeah, yeah. And then she'd go off on these flights of, and it was, you know, terrifying because she'd take the car and go driving. And there was one moment where she was actually in like a high speed police chase because she thought that the police were out to kill her because of the oh. paranoia. She's driving oh, down she the motorway. On. She was on various different drugs, Largactyl for a time period, oh, Lithium. Oh, yeah, I've, I've um, done the Lithium, Seroquel. And oh, my gosh, they just try out one. different things as well, like what, I guess what you were saying is that, well, that doesn't work, we'll try something else. And it was so haphazard for so many years. But, yeah, the police had to lay down like a, um, you know, those things you see in action movies to blow the tires. 
Sylvester Stallone. S- like that. They put ex- him down on the ground and just like, stopped the car. Do you know what I mean? The <laughs> yeah, spikes. I know exactly what you mean. And, and the car oh my rolled. Gosh. She, and they got her out and they handcuffed her because they thought she was on drugs or drunk or something. And they breathalyzed her, drug tested her, nothing. And they were like, we don't understand. And she's just like, no, I'm sick. I'm not well. And um, But yeah, I think that the, the reason why it would always be sort of set off in her is she'd decide for one reason or another, I'm, I'm okay, I don't need this or... Yeah, I yeah. want to go it's, down that and you stop taking It's hard, isn't them. it? I think it's, it's difficult for every, everyone's different, I suppose. Yeah. Some people, I've got a friend that's in therapy at the moment and he's finding it brilliant. He doesn't take any drugs just to or talk anything, about just it. talking. Whereas um, I've got another friend that's completely, you know, she's got everything drug-wise yeah. and she's completely happy as well. Yeah. That seems to float along with life. And I've just, you know, I go to the gym now and go running and that's my thing. I know and a few people who found that that really helps exercise. Yeah. Just well, even this morning, form I just therapy, thought, I can't, I can't be bothered. But I get up, I make sure I get up. And even if I just do two and a half K or something, then I come home and I think, I've been outside. You've seen how pretty the, the world is. And yeah. there's a lot worse things happening. And uh, sometimes I think like, when you read things about yourself as well. So your mum's been through a really awful time. People always say to me, oh, God, you've had such a tough life you know you lost your hair you've lost your mum you know you were homeless da, da, da. and I, I always look at them going I'm fine <laughs> do you know what I mean I, I've, I always pick myself up and keep going and I think it's when people say to you oh my god it must be awful mm-hmm. then you think oh god, should I be depressed yeah no, I'm gonna keep it on that care but your poor mum because my mum we lost it was my cousin and but he lived with us and he was like very young and it was yeah my mum was fell apart and also um we were quite um stoic yeah so no conversations were to be had and this is what's happened and there's been a death and everyone go to the rooms yeah <laughs> it was a bit like that so we all kind of like yeah verged on different kinds of mental health problems so um yeah we've had quite a few suicide attempts and <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. I think I'm laughing because everyone's still here apart from my mum. But she was, um, yeah, she, I lost my mum to lung cancer, which was bizarre because she never smoked. Well, my dad smokes crazy amounts and happily, you know, thank goodness, touch wood, he's completely fine and in his 70s. But yeah, shit happens, as they say. It does. And I mean, you mentioned there I shouldn't laugh, but for me and, and my family as a whole, like we've been through some brutal stuff, but a sense of humour and sense comedy humor is the best thing is and for me the the only thing really that can absolutely. outweigh and overshadow the pain and the tears well exactly i think if you if you spend the amount of time that you probably would want to wallowing and thinking oh this is shocking you would be you'd be in an institution or something whereas i do laugh you know my if I speak to one of my family members, they go, well, you'll never guess what, uh, something really bad has happened. I'm going, oh, I love you. I'll speak to you later. They're going, are you all right? And it's not being insensitive not being or insensitive. disrespecting like, well, the severity of the thing. It's, it's happened. just so what you acknowledging do. the absurdity sometimes of life. And- I think that the, that's the thing that having my daughters taught me. She always says to me, mum, count to 10. She, that, that's and what she breathe. said to me. Yeah, she's like, when I went into Big Brother, she's like, mum, count to 10. Don't snap. Don't you know, there was somebody... I can't she sounds like a wise girl, your she daughter. She is. She's a little yeah. wise girl. She's very wise. <laughs> but she must get it from somewhere. Exactly. So. The Buddha mother. There you go. <laughs> oh, do you know what? Well, this is really bad because I went away to Bali and then the, all, <laughs> this 
went into this temple and with my bald head and everything. And these Buddhists... Were you on like a retreat or were you just on holiday? No, I was on just holiday. On holiday yeah. I was just, uh, I was writing yeah, yeah. for something and these Buddhists all kept bowing at me. Really? And I was, I was, I was with a girlfriend of mine and I was like, I didn't want to laugh to be disrespectful, yeah, yeah, but I don't yeah, know yeah. if they were unsure if I was a Buddha. That's amazing. And it's like when I come out, it's the Hare Krishnas and every day outside Oxford Circus, they go, they shake my hand. I was like, I'm not a blinking Hare Krishna. I'm just a bald bird. I'm a massive baby with tits, okay? So back away. And they're like nodding at me as if to go, oh, she's one of us. Yeah, one of like, us. I'm not one. I'm good. You know, whatever you're up to, that's great. But I'm not one of you. I'm not that. I'm not Sinead O'Connor. I'm not a Buddha. <laughs> I'm just a bald chick trying to go to Marks and Spencers, okay? <laughs> well, there you go. You got it. You got the soul. You got the laughter. You got the exactly. positivity. That's the main thing. And I think when you were saying a moment ago about getting outside, that's such a key thing, isn't it? Because I think sometimes you can just say, oh, I'm going to stay in bed. I'm going to leave the curtains closed. I used to do that all the time. Pull the covers over me, curtains closed, watch a really depressing film. Or put something really depressing music on that reminds you of a boyfriend that's never going to come back to you. I quite fi- I quite enjoy listening to depressing music or watching a depressive film. For me personally, it helps me. It's a form of well, therapy. Well, obviously it doesn't help you because you're still in love with your girlfriend. Oh, well, well, it's because I haven't been watching or listening to anything depressing. Oh, I was listening. I was listening to. I don't really listen to much music at the moment because I'm so busy doing podcasts all the time. I tend to just listen to other podcasts. And get, I guess if you're like a musician searching for inspiration, you listen yeah, yeah. to other bands. I'm always listening to other interviewers. And I listened to some early Tom Waits, and obviously all of his early stuff is Bad Liver and Broken Heart. And, and I was listening to it, and I was like, I feel better. I feel better than I felt in ages for listening to this <laughs> is it stuff. Because like, it like it's an you... acknowledgement that actually other people go through this stuff, and it's common, and it's <laughs> Is it like when you normal. read a really bad story in the newspapers and going, oh, God, there, I quite like that story, because that's much worse than mine. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible Perspective, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's There's... not that I'm getting off on someone else's pain. It's that I'm reminding myself that, that it's, it's not a that universal theme. And so does the Heartbreak. girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, know that you still love her? Well, I'm going to... Say the story. No, hang on. Yeah, say it. You have to say, say it. You've it. just asked me about everything personal, yeah, so I'm, I'm asking you. It's fair. Um, so we broke up, and I. Why did you break up? We weren't. I I called it off. So the fault is on on so me. Why would you do that? Because we weren't getting along, and it just wasn't a good situation. And the oh, the spark man. and the the respect and the love just all seemed to have vanished and gone. And she didn't seem to put up any sort of fight, as it were. So I thought, okay, it's mutually for the best and a few only a couple of weeks went by and i was like man i miss her and i guess that's a natural part of did she have hair she had hair oh yeah. right okay, yeah, just, yeah. Why, why? <laughs> just get a picture of my head that's a all. Picture. yeah good hair boobs legs oh, right, okay, eyes good. okay good, good. and that's um, always good. her name was olivia oh hi olivia and she definitely <laughs> won't be i hope she's not listening to this and she she was going away to canada with work for three weeks what does she do uh, she's a booking agent so we're in the same sort of industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote her this huge email the day before she went away. And I was like, I know you're going away for three weeks. And I just want to say all this stuff so you know how I feel and my regrets. And I would like to give things another go. Aww. And I still love you. And I think that we can work things out. And I'd like to, if you'll allow the second chance, I'd like to try and you know give it a go. And so... She went away and I said, don't bother getting back to me until you're home. I obviously want you to just go out there and process yeah. what you've got to go through and enjoy the trip and hit me up when you're home. And she'd been home for a couple of weeks and I hadn't heard anything. I was like, oh, God. She didn't bring someone back, did she? 
Well, I don't know about that. All right, okay. Sorry, sorry for putting that I, uh, in there. No, no. I'll tell you another story in a minute. So, right, okay. I te- so I text her after a week or so of her being home and was like, are you up to anything nice this weekend? I thought, I've done the big, heartfelt, long email. That didn't get any response. I'll go for small talk. No reply. So I was like, oh, God. Anyway, about a week later, she goes, oh, I'm sorry. I did mean to finish sending you this text, but I forgot, and I thought I'd sent it. And I was like, well, if that's literally how low down oh, the ladder I am no. on your priorities, then I guess it's over her. And I was like, and I understand because I called it off and I made the bed and I guess I've got to lie in it. And she just said, yeah, you know, I think that I'm happy being single now and I want to move forward and be on my own for a bit. So I thought, fair enough. So then I'm sat at my friend Derek's house one night late. We'd had a few drinks and I'm all like bummed out and down. I'm like, man, I miss her. And he's like, you know what you need to do? You need to sign up to Bumble. I'm sure you know what Bumble, what is, Bumble? is. So no. Bumble is like a dating app. Like oh, Tinder. I'm scared of all like that of kind those of thing. things. I've never done one. Well, my Bumble career lasted all of two minutes because I, I made a profile, signed up, and then look, the first thing that happens is a girl... Someone tried to murder you. A girl pops up. All right. And the first girl that popped up on my feed was Olivia. No. So it's kind of meant. Maybe she just needs a couple more years or something. No, no, You're only really young. It's not meant. She's basically up looking for date. Oh, I she's thought it look- meant. Well, oh right. No, I no, see what you mean. No, oh, it's, I've got it's you, purely right. random. So basically, you just upload. So she's so, on that. So you go. I yeah, want. Yeah, but then she'll be thinking that of you. She'll be going. Hang on a minute. No, but person. she didn't see me because this was in the middle of the night, and I yeah, just deleted it straight away. No, but I'm not on it anymore. I know. I'm not judging her. I'm just saying how horrible that feeling is. It's the modern day digital problem, isn't it? That back in the day, you could break up with someone and get space and not know what they're up to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, see, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, of, I'm not con- um, condemning. I'm her frightened in any way, of apps like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as, as I said, that's probably like, why I've got the cat. To, <laughs> I don't really go out. No you apps, know. just cats. <laughs> Apart from when I go to the cinema, and it's just the one guy at the back that has his popcorn and he sort of gives me the nod, and I was like, oh my god, this is so tragic. I'm at the front. He's at the back. He's like, oh, she's there again. I'm like, and I go, I come out of the cinema and going, oh, that weird guy was in there again. He's probably going, that weird girl's there again. I'm always there at the same time on our own, going, I quite enjoy watching movies on my own. I do actually. It's really good because then you don't have to talk to anyone. And you're immersed in the experience of it. And cinema, I think, like live music, is one of the last bastions of you put your phone away, or at least you should. Yeah, and you, and you're in the moment. 100%. You're in the moment. You're and dinner, it. you should never take your phone to dinner. Oh, no. You should never, if you ever go on a date, which I think happened a few years back, you don't take your phone. And, oh, no, you have to actually, just in case they're going to murder you. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to remember about the murder stuff. You've got to go to the bathroom and text your friend and go, just to let you know, this just, is where I am. Oh, no, do you I'm know what I did vibes. as well? I did this thing. Can I ask you, before you tell this story, right, sorry. what would be your interpretation of what I just told you? Impart some wisdom on me as someone who is. What is in, what would you, what would I? tell you to do yeah just with olivia with my, maybe not with olivia because i feel like that's that's past but do you think i should just crack on with my life yeah, yeah. absolutely and then do you you never know she it's might get a bit be. she might get a bit jealous and suddenly see you out having fun if she's on twitter or instagram or follows you in any way or just stalks you or anything and then so she might go oh, actually i really miss that and so you never know so at least you're having fun and you're not wallowing in it Says me that's got the cat. Um, so, but you know, you go out and have fun, and you know, go to places, and you know, probably not to the places that I tend to go, like G A Y, because that's not going to really work for you. 
I love it though. But Kylie at night. Gays know how to party. Oh my god! I love gay bars. I love it. But you know that Jay in Old Compton Street's open from midday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the best. Thing. And there's always people like with Blue Wicked outside at midday, Absolutely. getting on it. Well, Music pint, pumping out. You get a pump in the like, summer. It's great. You walk like, down there. You get there a pint like, of wine yeah. for about a pound or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I love that place. Oh, honestly, it's like when my friends come down from Scotland and I say, "Do you want to go for a quick dance?" They're going, "Gail, it's." 12.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'll hey, show the you. the disco never stops. I will show you how to party in Soho. But uh, yeah, no, I think you should go out, party, have fun, and then see how it goes. Don't give up. I think I'm going to start singing. What's that song? Don't give up on this baby. Yeah. But no, I can't sing. But yeah, no, don't give up, but just go and enjoy yourself. You can't, well, you can't come out with us on Saturday night. No, but I, well, I could meet you after. I'm going to a gig. But yeah, we could maybe... Meet up later on. But it, it is funny because it's just, it's an age thing as well. And I think I'm at an age now where all my friends are getting married, having kids. That's all happening for everyone around me. Yeah. And so you sort of start looking around and you go, whoa, am I getting left behind? And I don't so hang feel on a minute. like that. Are you just saying this to make me feel really, really shit because I'm 47? No, I just mean that <laughs> my age group now, it's yeah, I know. all happening. Well, imagine you know what, what I mean? it's like for my age group, which is just me on my own now. Is it? And the old bloke across the road that sometimes But is there not a lot of me? people your age group that are divorced or separated and are, and are freshly single <laughs> yeah, there again. Yeah, there are quite a few, actually. Because it seems to be you get married, you have kids, you're happy, and then... And get divorced. And then 12, 13, 14 years later... Or in my of, case, two. Of, was it two, was it? <laughs> yeah. I think it was two, don't know, can't remember. Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't a good idea. My mum always said to me I should never get married. I don't know, I've got, I've got no attention span. I think I've got ADHD or something. I literally, I can, I can be having a conversation with someone in the street and then I will wander off if I see something shiny. It's taken me almost two years to write my book. And is the book an autobiography? Yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wow. When, is, is that close to being from, finished? Is it finished? Yeah, it's yeah. finished, but it's a mess. When's it going to come out? I hand wrote half of it. Publisher's well happy. <laughs> you did what? <laughs> and I was like, look, I was skin and I couldn't afford a laptop. And I'm not going to sit in my local um, internet cafe because or I... Or the library, yeah. There was a guy that was on the internet. Well, you I need privacy in... to, to bear your soul with something like that. You need a closed room yeah. and space, don't you? So, um, but there was a guy at the internet cafe the other day there who I see wandering around a bit and who you should never judge people on appearances, but you just think you just look up dirty porn. Mm -hmm. And yeah, when I went into the internet cafe, he did look up really filthy porn. So I don't go back to that internet cafe anymore. So, and the library <laughs> is just full of young people, youths in it, and they're all like studying in it and they speak in a funny way. Where does this in it thing come from? I guess it's isn't it. I know, but, but abbreviated and isn't it itself, I guess, is like, yeah, I don't know. Well, this kid said to me the other day, and he's like, in it. He's like, yeah, he's like, you're your poor, in it. And I went, yeah. okay, like, I'm just going to talk Aren't you through you this. Is the and I was like, right, Queen's grammatically, yes. that does not make any sense. You're Gail Porter in it. And this poor kid is backing away as if to go, what's she doing? I don't know what she's doing. I'm getting she's schooled doing... by Gail Porter. <laughs> I'm just getting told, what? I was like, that's really not, I mean, it doesn't make any sense, does it? If I said to you, oh, there are shoes in it. What, what, what? Anyway, he, he ran. In it fam is the in new fa edition, fam. <laughs> but what was the other thing that is so laughing? I actually said something the other day when I got something wrong and I said, I was actually embarrassed about myself. I went home. I was that embarrassed. Someone said, um, oh, I was supposed to meet you at one and I turned up at like half one. I said, oh, I'm sorry, my bad. My bad? What does that even mean? I was like, I should have said- I'm oh, the one at fault here. Yes, I am really yeah. sorry. It was my fault. <laughs> yeah, my bad, didn't it? Whatever. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Um, is there a title for the book? No, I can't think of one. Can't think of one. 
literally i've got my friends that's it's all on the title isn't it i know exactly so it's i mean it starts I'm do from some thinking for you it starts from everything so there's drugs there's other stuff that comes with drugs and there is sectioning. i like the way you're kind of brushing over that yeah. but it's in the book <laughs> but it's in the book uh, drug sex you got you got to leave something back you see so yeah. people go out and buy it being sectioned you know the usual shit that happens in life so uh sectioning is very scary my mum was in uh the secure area of her ward on a couple of occasions and when i'd go in there to visit her there was like threatening people in there oh god like, yeah. there's obviously unwell people who are harmless but then there's real threatening people. And when you're locked in in that way that you are... You can't get... There's no escape. It's, it's like Big Brother I would track. be terrified visiting my mum. And I yeah. know that for her, it was some of the most horrendous experiences A lot of people life. didn't come and visit me because they were terrified after the first time. They were like, you have to be here for 28 days. I was like, yeah. There you go. But uh, there was two Jesuses. So I think that's G's eye. And they used to have Jesus standoffs in the morning. And then there was a lady that used to call me a bold see you next Tuesday every time I walked into the room. And then there was a guy that was in for attempted murder but had to be assessed. I mean, it was just, it was... Scary, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, the place is shut down now because they, they don't do you any good whatsoever. There was no doctors there. Yeah. There was just security guards. Well, it's like, excuse the crass language but it's like the lunatics have taken over the asylum it was like being one flew over the cuckoo's nest it really was um but i mean it's great fodder for the book yeah 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 well again <laughs> yeah, exactly that's it you know and if you can everything's an experience you know? it is and do you do you feel stronger and wiser and better oh god yeah honestly i don't think i've been warts and yeah yeah, yeah. i just think i've ever been in such a good place and i look back on everything and i think do you know what i've got an amazing daughter Get on fire with my ex-husband. That's got to be a good position to be yeah. in. Yeah, and, you know, work comes when it comes, and I'm not I'm not terrified of everything all the time. And, yeah, I can take it when kids go to me, where's your hair? And I go, oh, I left it on the bus. <laughs> and these little kids go, did you? And I was like, oh, you're going to be screwed for ages because <laughs> you think I really left it on the bus. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I just kind of, I'm, every morning I do make, a, I give myself a little mantra and thinking there is no point. Yeah, don't get me wrong, I do cry occasionally, but... Um, Crying's good too. Crying's good, yeah, but I don't sort of, I, I used to, like we were talking about before, shut the curtains, mm -hmm. covers over the head, and that could go on for weeks. And now it'll be like you get up in the morning and think, oh, man, I could really do with sex or something. And then you have a cry and then you're fine. Or then you go to a shop and buy a bit of retail therapy. <laughs> oh, apparatus. <Yeah. laughs> I see where you're going. You I think it's about so... buying a dress, but no. No, no, no. So you don't a actually bit need a person, really. No, no. So there we go. Well, I, I think the reason I love doing this podcast and the reason why I love my life so much and what I get to do, what I get to do, I'm very grateful for is because human connections yeah, definitely. are the, what make the world go round. And if you live isolated and cut off, then it really accentuates and accelerates got, those negative feelings your, and thoughts, You're stuck in your own head. Exactly. And then it, and you go deeper it, and deeper in. You've got a tiny thing that you just think, oh my God. And then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Or you think, oh my God, remember when I did that thing in 1996 and it was really embarrassing and I pissed that person off. It was 1996. Who gives a shit? It's a new day. It's a new day. <laughs> it's a new <laughs> life for, for me. me. It's been a musical podcast, and this one. <laughs> What's interesting now is the world moves on so quick, doesn't it? Like there'll be a scandal and then just the next day it's gone. Oh, oh yeah, that was a the thing. They yeah. get reminded and they're like, oh. It's crazy, isn't it? The pace of news, the pace of information. I remember we used to get phone calls on a Friday night 
And if you got a phone call on a Friday night after six o'clock from a no caller ID, uh-huh. it would tend to be the news of the world because you had no lawyers available over the weekend yeah, and right. there's going to be a story out about you or luckily touch wood, I didn't really have that many bad ones, but that's everyone. It was like a, it was, it was like a 90s thing that uh-huh. you got that phone call and you were in the <laughs> pub after it says no caller ID on a Friday night. You're like, shit, who have I slept with? What's happened? Oh my God, <laughs> what pictures have they got? But uh, it's not as bad these days, but it's still, you know, papers are papers, aren't they? Do you have any celebrity friends that have been no. there by your side through some of the tough stuff that you've no. been through? So no one, because... I, mean, <laughs> I don't really do celebrities. Do you not? No, nah, I mean, I, I know people, yeah. but I've, got my, I've, I've had my friends for years and years and years. And, you know, I love my friends dearly, and I know the ones that I can trust forever. And, and they're I the know ones the, that have been there yeah, with exactly, you Yeah, exactly. But then there's other ones that you can bump into on a, like, once every couple of months and at a party, and you'll chat to and get a bit of gossip, showbiz gossip. Yeah, yeah. Go home and then speak to your mate. She'll go, you'll never guess what. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. So, no, I don't really do showbiz. I don't really go out. I never have really done that. So, the occasional time, yeah, obviously. Do you travel? Um, uh, well, I, uh, not recently. I, I'm, I'm in Scotland every two weeks at the moment, which is great. So I'm going up on Monday. And uh, But abroad-wise, I haven't been abroad for a few years because I was pretty skint. So I think you my can prior- do it on cheap, Ryanair. I know, but my priorities are my daughter. So well, everything take she her with needs. you. Yeah, well, she's got loads of school. She's got her mates, you know, I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go and try and do something. I might go to New York. My friends move over to New York. And I've been saving up, so I, th- I might treat myself. But I used to do a travel show, so I've been fortunate enough. So I kind of. Where's your favourite place that you've been and seen? Oh my gosh! Well, obviously Scotland, because <laughs> that's my home, and it's beautiful. Yeah, no, I love. Um, I've only been to Edinburgh once, but I've been to Glasgow several times, and I just adore the spirit of the people and the generosity of oh, the people, just, and like, even when the I get bar the- culture and the the restaurant culture, everything. When Two get- amazing cities. When I get off the train, whether it's Edinburgh or Glasgow, it doesn't matter who's there, whether I've met them before or not that work on the trains. They're like, welcome home, wee one. Love and you're it. like, oh, I, I don't know who you yeah. are. But then I get a hug. I get yeah. hugged. And, and then but going all the way up the West Coast, because my grandmother was from Orkney. Wow. Yeah, so we've done the whole West Coast. The you know, I think as far north as I've been is the Loch Lomond, Loch. which is beautiful. Loch. That's not far. That's like 40 minutes from Glasgow. Oh, my God. I've got to get further Next up. time you come, I'll take you up there. But my um, papa, my, well, my nana's father, he was a lighthouse keeper. But they don't call them the lighthouse keepers because they're looking after the light, not the lighthouse. So they're called light keepers. I didn't know that. And then he died because he got his wedding ring caught in the cogs. And he died. Yeah, he got crushed to death. Oh, my God. What a way to go. I know. Because I went and did that thing. I don't know if they've still got them. You know when you can go and do your whole family tree and everything? Uh-huh. Yeah. Before my nana died. And um, we found out about her, her dad. And that's because we, we knew there was some sort of like really awful story about Papa. And, uh, yeah, so that was that. And on that note... <laughs> well, no, we need to find out where your favourite place that you've been is, other than Scotland. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know, actually. <laughs> I think I had a great time in Bali really good time in Bali it was just so chilled out in Thailand I love Thailand 
I want to do Cambodia, Vietnam, Thailand next year. I've done Cambodia, Vietnam, Thailand. I trekked Vietnam for a children's charity. So that was like, you know, the big rucksack on your back and going up the mountains and then coming to these tiny little villages and they'd give you a bowl of soup Mm -hmm. and then you'd carry on again. And we didn't stay in hotels. We actually stayed in people's lofts. Yeah, yeah. They do that in Morocco. You just sleep on the the roof. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, on the roof. And you take up your your sleeping bag. I loved that. That was really good fun. And... um, I mean, everywhere I go, I've, I, every place I, I can't think of anywhere I haven't liked. I love going to Ireland. Um, I mean, I, went to, I did the Ibiza thing in the nineties. I bet. Yeah, did so it all go peak Tom? It all went. <laughs> it, it was. It was. Yeah, it was, it was fun. <laughs> Nearly got arrested, but I got out of it. But there you go. You have to read the book. <laughs> and is there a release date in mind? No, no, no. no. It's this year? Yeah, hopefully Christmas yeah? time. Christmas time. That's got to be Christmas time. Christmas present. Mm. I don't know how many people are going to be that interested, but it's a proper, it's not a kind of show busy, anything like that. It is just literally, I've been sectioned. Journey. I've been arrested. <laughs> I nearly died. And uh, I went into Big Brother and I'm not dead yet. And I'm still here smiling, yeah, laughing. Exactly, yeah. And I just need a title. I just need a title. We'll you so a if you title. can think of one. I'll brainstorm some ideas. I can't think of anything. I can't, honestly, there's nothing I can... I can... I'm going to make it my mission. Yeah, do that. An awesome title for and you. I'll make it my mission if our to find your girlfriend. Have any suggestions. Yeah, yeah, and a dog. <laughs> and and a what dog. was the other one? Um, I can't remember. A global what sponsor, that was it. Yeah, yeah global sponsor. The stakes sponsor. are high for you, girl. You've got to deliver yeah, a lot no. more than me. Oh, I could do that tomorrow. Yeah? Yeah, no problem. High five up top. It was such a delight Thank and a so pleasure to meet you and me. sit I'm down. I'm really sorry I talked too much. No, no, not at all. This is exactly the format of, uh, you know, media that is perfectly suited media. to people who talk a lot because that's what the podcast world is about and we get to do this again in on two days on stage Saturday, and i'm really pleased that we got to get a nice report are you, what time are you beforehand on? well i thought we were all on at the same time for the whole I day i think no? they're doing the whole i think they're, they're splitting it to two oh, no they? i think they're going to get three on at first so i think oh, i'm on at two right and then the, another three come on okay for well, the second half so one. we're all going to be on no we're all going to be on at the same time okay but i think they're doing three first and then the other three come and join if you if you see what i mean got it got it got so it so they're going to have a, a three and then a six so the, the the second half will be like the reserves and that'll probably be me not the reserves I think <laughs> the reserve gonna, team no i think i think they're probably <laughs> going right we're going to have like a little bit of chat then the mayhem will be the second half and we're all just good being, spin yeah good spin i think that's what it is i think it's going to be chaos in the second half and the topic when i received the email from Stu, i was like yes oh it's like the five top things that your crazy random silly mental nuts i'm not going to ask you i would like to ask you yeah but i don't want to because then keep the surprise tomorrow. i've got some great i've only stories. got one at the moment really Mm-hmm. well yeah just say one of yours and change the name yeah there's that too but the thing is because i was thinking what are the craziest things that my friends have done but then the thing is my life has been totally hectic and chaotic so when i might go no oh, that's just completely normal people mm-hmm. will go what the fuck yeah <laughs> so i think I was... that's the beauty of stuff like that though because exactly. it's all in the eye of the the teller isn't well it? i and thought the, you know what? i'm gonna have audience. a definite one possibly two and then i thought well once you get to all sit together then you can go oh yeah yeah that's how it works I found that was how the Sanchez tour worked is once one question comes up that triggers a memory yeah. and then they go off in that direction because I think go, once oh, if you plan then... too, too much yeah, then yeah. you're going to lose that kind of organic spontaneity oh, my god remember when that happened when you were naked 
That kind of thing. There you go. You can go yeah, <laughs> my mate once projected her naked body onto the Houses of Damn Parliament. It, did she? What Crazy. A, a bloody nutter. <laughs> Disgraceful. <laughs> uh, my final question to you, Gail Porter, oh gosh, is yeah. what is the proudest achievement of your oh, life? You know, it's going to be my daughter. It's going to be your wee one. Of course, honestly. Uh, yeah, she was a big, she was, she was a big girl. She was uh, just under nine pounds. And that was quite big for me. But yeah, every single day I just look at her and I think, wow, considering I was a fuck up, she's amazing. She's really amazing. There's not a single thing she does that ever, we've never even had a crossword ever in 16 years. Wow. I know. That's unheard of. Yeah. But I did threaten two guys on the train the other day. <laughs> she went, She had these little tiny shorts on and then uh, she went She off was getting the, the looks, was she? She was getting the looks from yeah. in it. In it, yeah, boys, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In it, yeah. They were listening to some sort of like rap music, like yeah, yeah. Them, them bitches kind of stuff, and I was like, "Well, that's just disrespectful, young people." So then, anyway, she went to the toilet, and the two of them were like watching her, and I just looked over and I went, "I swear to fucking god, I've got two black belts in martial arts, and I will fucking kill you." <laughs> and so <laughs> it worked, right? So I would shit my pants if you said that to me. The two of them were looking at me, and they must have gone, "Oh my god, she's bald, she's Scottish, she's got a ring on that could kill a man, and she's got yeah." Two... Gail's ring is like a fucking bison. Head. It is. It's like it's a, it's a weapon, isn't yeah. it? It's massive. <laughs> and she's got two black belts in martial arts, and, I was and like... a heart tattoo, which just gives it that extra sense <laughs> and cred as well. Bring it all on. <laughs> <laughs> so when my daughter came back, she went, "Where did those boys?" go and I went <laughs> they won't be coming I went, back they went to a different carriage she was like oh my god you threatened them didn't you and I was like no what makes she you think she was like that? you so did I can see it and I was like no I didn't she went what did you threaten them with death and I went pretty much yeah, yeah I did yeah there's no half going no 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 um, you have not... two black belts in karate second down second yeah. down wow has that two been a lifelong dance. hobby oh, yeah since I was thing? no 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 since I was seven I've been doing it so you can kick some serious ass yeah don't youths, fuck with Gail Porter, people. The youths don't bother me. No one bothers me. I just say, you know what? I've fought my way through life and I will, yeah. You are a fighter. Yeah, absolutely. And um, a lovely lady as well. Thank and you very much. it's been a real pleasure. And, and you I've really too. enjoyed Thanks talking. Thanks for having me. Sorry, that wasn't me making that. That's all right. Yeah, I'm just crushing a water bottle because I'm that hard. Yeah, I'm mental, <laughs> mate. <laughs> um, come back on again sometime when the book's out. I would out, love to. Yes, we'll, definitely. We'll do a talk about the book and I'll have a read of it. And I can't wait. I can't wait. And in I'll the meantime, send you, I'll send a you title snippets. will be sent over. I should send you the first chapter and then you can come up with the title. Okay, for you. yeah, do it. I will do. Awesome. Gail Porter, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. She says the sand's in the carpet. Dirty little monsters. Eating all the muscles. Picking up the rubbish. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.